everybody, Chris Hayre with you on the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Today I'm joined by the preseason television voice of the Chargers, Spiro Didis. Spiro and I look ahead to Sunday's first preseason game at StubHub Center and discuss his return to calling games in Los Angeles. But first, I had the opportunity to speak with the owner and chairman of the Los Angeles Chargers, Dean Spanos. All right, it's a new chapter in Chargers football, and today we have the unique opportunity to speak directly with the owner and chairman of the Los Angeles Chargers, Dean Spanos. Dean, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you. Dean, I want to begin with these last two weeks here at Costa Mesa. Crowd numbers have been great, and the excitement has certainly been palpable. What have the last two weeks meant to you? Well, I just the fan support alone, the people that have come out have been so gracious, so welcoming. Uh, to the entire organization. I can see it in the players' eyes. They're excited when they get out there. It's a new level of excitement for the organization. And, uh, you know, it just keeps getting better and better every day. So uh, it's something that really helps get us started for the season on a positive note. Those 5,000 fans there on the first day, it had to be be a nice welcoming for this franchise. It really was. And they were so friendly and uh, the players engaged with them after practice. uh, And they have been every day signing autographs talking to them and uh, uh, they're really excited I have to tell you. Now we're working on parallel paths here with tra- with training camp going on at the Jack Hammond Sports Complex. Mm-hmm. The Chargers are opening a new practice facility in Costa Mesa. Get everybody under one roof. What is the latest with that? Well we're, we're just finishing up the final touches on it. I mean there's going to be some things throughout the season we're going to have to work on but nothing major. But it's been quite an undertaking since last January. In in less than six months, we really have renovated a 108,000 square foot building and built two practice fields on a raw piece of land right adjacent to it. So uh, my hat hat goes off to all the construction people that worked on this and our staff that worked very hard to get this done. Indeed, we got our first taste of what StubHub Center can be last Saturday with the joint practice with the Rams. And I have to tell you, it's probably one of the most unique NFL experiences I've ever been a part of. How much are you looking forward to getting this thing going, knowing that you have a a pretty unique ambiance there for the fans? Well, we are excited about it. It's something that uh, there is nothing like it in the NFL right now. Uh, obviously, it's a much smaller stadium than all the other stadiums, but you know we want to create a unique experience for the fans. We want every fan in every seat to have a as best a possible view of the uh, the stadium and the action. Being close to the field is exciting. Uh, we're hoping the ingress and egress into the stadium is going to be a lot better. Uh, than a lot of other stadiums in the National Football League, which is big. But the fan experience is the most important thing for us. Yeah, I spoke with Philip earlier today, and we talked about how it's such a unique experience, almost like a, like a Lakers game on a Friday night where you right. have that, that, that those lights and the floor seats. Right. No one has what you guys have, and I think that's a, a nice catalyst going into 2017. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, you're going to be sitting in the stands and everybody's going to be able to hear what's going on in the field, and that's something you can't get around the league right now. So... We're hoping that's something that creates a lot of excitement for the fans. But overall, we want the fans to be comfortable and enjoy themselves. Last weekend was such a monumentous, monumental weekend, rather, for the organization. LT goes into the Hall of Fame. Right. You were there. Uh, he, he thanked the Spanos family. What were the highlights for you, and how did you take LT's all-time speech? Well, I mean, first of all, LT was the heart and soul of our franchise for all the years that he was here. And we had some of our best years, obviously, 06, 07, back-to-back. And, I mean, it was ex- extremely exciting. But he is 
He's a leader on the field and off the field. He's now kind of, as I say, come into his own. This is the second part of his, his life. Uh, he's embracing it. He's enjoying it. Uh, you know, he's just an incredible individual. Um, his speech was very moving, very t touching. If you listen to it, it was a story about his family, his great, great, I think great grandfather uh, and where he came from and what he endured and what they did with where he was right now with the property that he was on. It's a pretty incredible story. So, uh, you know, very moving, uh, very touching. It was very compelling, obviously. I think Jim Schroeder tweeted out that a, a Hall official told him it was the best speech he's heard in 41 years. Yeah, I would say, I mean, of course, everybody will think I'm biased, but I have to tell you, uh, it was an incredible speech. Dean, getting back to Los Angeles, you have a proven track record and a long history of community outreach and philanthropic engagement. Mm -hmm. How do you plan to initiate those efforts in Los Angeles? Well, you know, that's one of the things that LT is going to be doing for us. He's come on board and he's working with the organization right now and he's going to be part of an important part of our outreach into the different communities in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is a big area. It is. It's a huge area. Orange County, Los Angeles County. That's what he's going to be doing. And we're going to kind of try to figure out in the next year or so, where do we want to spend most of our time, our efforts, our resources? And he's going to help organize all that for us. A new stadium model was recently unveiled. And it's unlike anything I've ever seen. What can you tell Chargers fans about this new stadium that's going to open up in three years? Well, it's first of all, it's going to house two NFL teams, an AFC team and an NFC team. Yep. It's going to host the Super Bowl. It's going to host the Olympics. Uh, it's a state-of-the-art facility that I don't think Los Angeles has ever seen before, uh, especially, obviously, for the NFL uh, and NFL games. Uh, it's going to be an incredible experience in a great location. Uh, it's going to be part of a major campus that's going to be built out over five years or ten years, and uh, it's going to be very exciting, multifaceted, so it's not just a stadium. Being that you guys are the new team in town, have you had a chance to talk to other owners in Los Angeles, like a genie bus, to get their advice on how this city is and how this city embraces its teams? Sure. Uh, in fact, uh, Jeannie was the first person that reached out to us uh, as a team owner and hosted a, a wonderful dinner for myself and our family. And uh, she spent some time with me. And I asked her outright, I said, what should I expect? She said, well, it's a tough town. It's a competitive town. And the fans here, you know, they, they will embrace a winner. Uh, you know, don't get discouraged by the media sometimes because they can be pretty tough. Embrace them, deal with it, and move on. But, you know, to be successful here, uh, the number one thing is you got to put a, a winning product on the field, and that's where our efforts are going to be. Well, let's get to the field. Anthony Lynn, your new football coach, uh, what are your first impressions of him now that he is the head man in charge here? I love him. No nonsense. Holds everybody accountable. Uh, definitely a winner. Uh, and I think he's gained a tremendous amount of respect from the players, the organization. And I mean, yet to, it obviously remains to be seen how we do, but I feel very confident with him and the staff that he's put together. And this football team, led yeah. by Phillip Rivers, yeah. you got a lot of great players. We were just talking about how explosive this offense can be, the new defense yeah. with Gus Bradley. You have to be excited about this roster. I am, I am. You know, it's a young roster, too, so we have a lot to look forward to for the future. But, you know, 
the one thing that you have to have to be successful in this league is a quarterback. And, you know, we're very fortunate to have Phillip Rivers here. He's more at the end of his career. But like he said, he said he'll play as long as he can stand and, and be competitive. So with him, that could be another five or six years. Dean, we'll get you out of here on this. The mantra this offseason has been fight for L.A. And right. like you said, L.A. is a big town. Right. A lot of surrounding areas. Right. Um, how do you intend to fight for L.A.? And what do you want Chargers fans and football fans in L.A. to know that they may not know about the Chargers? Well, I think when we came up here, we knew uh, – that this is something that we're going to have to earn the respect of the fans and the people of Los Angeles uh, by being here. It's not going to be handed to us. We didn't expect to come up here and get a red carpet treatment. Uh, it's a very competitive team. As you know, there's two of everything in every sport. There is. Plus, you know, the college is not even counting the colleges, universities. So, you know, we want to fight for L.A.'s respect and on the field and off the field. We want to ingratiate ourselves into, uh, you know, the community outreach programs and show people we care. We want to be a part of the fabric of their communities. Uh, and, and also, you know, obviously without saying we got to put a winning product on the field. If we can do those two things, I know we're going to be successful. Indeed, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't thank you enough for your time today. Sure, great. Thank you. All right. All right, my next guest will be calling this Sunday's preseason opener against the Seattle Seahawks on ABC7 Los Angeles alongside the Hall of Famer Dan Fouts. Spiro Ditas joins me on the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Spiro, how you doing? Hey, Chris. Good to be with you, my friend. Spiro, your third straight year calling Chargers preseason games, but this year the backdrop is certainly different. Uh, how does it feel to be back in Los Angeles calling games and especially getting to do it at StubHub Center? Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting, Chris, and unique in, in a lot of ways. You know, first, that had such a you know great number of years and, a, and such a loyal fan base in San Diego uh, to be making this transition now to L.A. and this market that has been bereft of uh, professional football for so many years. I think it's exciting for the fans here. Uh, who aren't even, you know, maybe Chargers fans yet, but just fans of pro football. Um, and, and to be a part of that is really special. And then for me personally, to be back, you know, calling quote unquote local games in LA after you know those six incredible years I had with the Lakers on the radio is, is surreal. It's exciting. And, uh, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, to Sunday, you know, not to mention the whole StubHub center and this unique kind of uh, in-stadium experience that the Chargers will have this year. I think unlike anything we've seen in, in the modern history of the NFL. It's very, you get to do it with the Hall of Famer, Dan Fouts, and you guys have worked together in the past. I'm sure you both have talked about the anticipation for not only this Sunday, but uh, the rest of the preseason slate. Yeah, working with Dan is a dream. You know, I, I remember watching him as a player, as a kid, and now to be colleagues with him at CBS has uh, really been something that uh, has been exciting for me the last couple of years. You work with someone like that, and you know, you get to kind of hang with them outside of the booth, and we've, we've had a chance to spend some time together. You know, he's got everything. He's the dream partner when you're calling play-by-play. You know, he, he not only knows the game inside and out, uh, certainly no stranger to the Chargers, the history, and arguably the greatest player that, that's ever been produced by this franchise. And he's just fun to be around. You know, you, you see his sense of humor with Ian Eagle every Sunday during the season. You know, he he's fun to be around, but he also kind of challenges you as a partner because he's so good and his sense of humor is so good. So, 
you know, kind of keeps you on your toes. And, and I'm just looking forward to year three with Dan. It's been uh, it's been a fun ride so far. Spiro, getting to the team, you're very familiar with the majority of this roster, having called a lot of these Chargers games on, on CBS during the regular seasons. But there's been a few changes this year with Anthony Lynn coming in, Gus Bradley in charge of that defense now. What are you most looking forward to seeing on Sunday? Well, you know, the preseason is a process, without a doubt. Uh, week one in the preseason, um, you know, maybe not quite a great clear sign of what, what the team was going to look like come the regular season. But, you know, I think like most everyone, just Anthony Lynn's uh, impact on this group, you know, he's a no-nonsense kind of old-school throwback who, you know, learned and cut his teeth under Bill Parcells and, you know, even has a connection to Bill Walsh and some of the great coaches that we've seen in the modern era of the sport and you know one area where I think maybe the Chargers lacked under Mike McCoy who is a very respected offensive coach in this league was maybe the discipline high number of penalties uh, you know motivating guys seems to be something that Anthony Lynn is very adept at and, and one of his strengths and, and just listening to guys talk about his coaching style and and motivating them and get ready, getting them ready to play the season. Yeah, I think that's something that that will be there that we'll uh, have to keep an eye on as the season uh, gets uh, going here and the preseason gets going. And secondly, this defense. So many injuries last year, uh, really on both sides, but the defense I think really hard hit. Uh, you've got two great young bookend pass rushers now in Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. You know, two top-flight cornerbacks, maybe the best one-two cornerback tandem in the league, and Jason Barrett when he comes back from his injury, and Casey Hayward on the other side. I, I just think there's a potential for this defense to be really special, and we know about Gus Bradley, really, he's bringing it to the table as a defensive coach. And so you add that with the offense and the weapons around Phillip Rivers, you know, this time of the year, Chris, every team seems like, you know, they're, they're talking about being a playoff team and the, the hopes are high. But I think really when you look at this team on paper, they, there really is potential for the Chargers to be a team that, that get, can get to an elite level. I know there are, there are long ways from that. and They've got a lot of answers that they've um, a lot of questions that they've had to answer. But at least on paper, they look like they could be something. I spoke with Philip Rivers earlier this week, and he said, in addition to having some real authentic guys on the team, you have a lot of recognizable names. How much do you think that helps with the transition to Los Angeles? As we know, L.A. is star-driven. It likes its stars, and this team, I think, is chock-full of stars. It's so important. You know, it's, this is a star-driven town, without a doubt. You know, they, they've been so spoiled here. When you look at the Lakers' history and, you know, the Dodgers over the years, uh, it's a town that's driven by the headline names you know it's it's a celebrity town it's hollywood it's all those things and, you know one thing we know you know when a team in terms of sports when a team is struggling people tend to lose interest in this town quickly maybe quicker than, than most other cities and you know i think when you when you have a guy like philip uh, a guy like antonio gates and some of these young you know kind of rising stars that we're seeing in, in joey bosa and melvin ingram who's been doing it for for the last five plus years I think it can only help, but at the end of the day, you know this team is is only really going to go as far as as the number of wins that they're able to put together, you know because you know the NFL is a brutal sport and and you know teams can kind of drift uh, when injuries start to set in and when those losses pile up and if that happens in this market in this town, people will lose interest quickly and so I, I just think that kind of adds to the stakes, adds to the pressure, and, and we'll see how this team performs given those, those circumstances. 
Spiro, last thing for you. You spent six seasons calling games for the Lakers, as you mentioned, and in those six years, three straight trips to the finals, back-to-back titles. So you know firsthand how this city embraces its teams and especially its winners. Uh, what can the Chargers team expect from fans in Los Angeles? Well, I think the Chargers, Chris, can, can expect a, a, an exciting atmosphere early on. You know, we, we mentioned, you know, how they can kind of lose interest in this town when their their local sports team uh, kind of goes adrift. But early on, you know, th- there's a novelty with this thing because of the stadium, uh, because of the move north, uh, that really has, has generated a lot of interest. I think more interest than people anticipated. Um, going in. I think we saw that with some of the, the fan turnouts at the early days of, of training camp. And I think that's going to carry in certainly the preseason as we get closer to, to opening day next month. Uh, but again, there, there, there will be pressure for the chargers to get off to a good start. You know, uh, it's just so critical in this town. LA is such a unique market. Uh, and I saw that firsthand with the Lakers, you know, even, uh, with Kobe Bryant, uh, my first couple of years, they, they were a team that was, you know, in and out, quick kind of postseason exits. And, you know, it really took uh, the team getting back to a championship level uh, to get people talking about the Lakers again, uh, the way that they usually do in this town. So, you know, the Chargers have a lot to prove to people here, but I, I do think early on the, the anticipation and the interest is going to be very, very high. And you throw that into to the unique uh, stadium situation that we'll have at StubHub, and, and I think it will be very, very fun and an interesting first year to say the least here in L.A. He's Spiro Ditas. He'll be on the call along with Dan Fouts this Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific on ABC7 Los Angeles. Spiro, I appreciate the time, man. I look forward to seeing you this Sunday. Hi, Chris. My pleasure. Okay, that'll do it for today's Chargers Training Camp Podcast. My thanks to Dean Spanos and Spiro Ditas for joining me. And a quick reminder to download the Los Angeles Chargers app for iOS and Android. And be sure to follow all the Chargers social media platforms as well as Chargers.com to stay up to date on all things related to Chargers Training Camp. The entire digital team will have you covered. And until next time, we'll see you soon.